like, look, man, if you want to stand up, you're going to have to give me a goddamn good reason to make me stand yeah. up because I'm going to be sitting in most of this motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Porches, and I'm joined yet again for yet another week. I'm Mr. Matt Smith. What's going on? I'm here. I'm in Atlanta, and I'm really fucking tired. Welcome to the club, and I didn't even do anything today. <laughs> technically, I didn't either, but I am just exhausted for some reason. Maybe it's just Mondays. Five o'clocks and Mondays, they just don't mix. Some, a little case of the Mondays. Yeah. Case of the Mondays. Uh, yet this show's coming out on Wednesday, so uh, you guys are just like, it's not Monday, it's Wednesday, you stupid fuck. We record the show earlier, so shut up. <laughs> and we're uh, we're currently doing a new thing. We're streaming it live while we're recording. Yeah, so this is going to be, uh, if you're not following us on the Facebook, facebook.com slash thefilmfind. Uh, so this is the first time we've kind of done this. Uh, they just recently kind of opened up the live streaming stuff to everyone. Uh, right. So it's available out there. So I've done it on our Facebook page here. And so, uh, you know, experimenting with that. Most of, you know, you pretty much look at my stupid mug the whole time. But the way I've got things kind of rigged up here and everything, folks should be hearing everything uh, music-wise and you-wise and all that kind of jazz. Otherwise, it would just be me talking. And that would just be, this guy's having a one-sided conversation with himself. But he's leaving an awful lot of fucking pauses in there. I briefly considered periscoping on my end. But I don't have any fucking rig at all. So uh, just went ahead and decided against it. Because Makes it would things just a little bit more difficult. Doing what I'm doing right now. There's no doubt there. Uh, so yeah, man, we got a big show today. Uh, even though we're even though we're streaming live, it's not going to be any different from any of the other fucking shows that we do. They're all the goddamn same. Uh, uh, yeah, although depending on how this uh, comment board on Facebook goes, it could end up being five hours long. It could be. Uh, so Bill, Bill has just joined. <laughs> so I really definitely we talked about playing the promo beforehand. I'm sure shit doing it now because Bill's actually watching. Uh, so we got you, buddy. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be doing that stuff and all that kind of jazz. So uh, let's uh, let's turn old uh, you know Miss Jackson down here a little bit. Uh, Matt, let's get into it. what have you been watching, buddy? You got anything uh, of import? I know you saw one new release that I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna talk about. So uh, this week uh, opened only in uh, I think it was like 546. Trying to ser- search how far down it was on Box Office Mojo, <laughs> opening in 16th place. Uh, but only in 546 theaters uh, mm-hmm. saw the other side of the door, uh, which is a ghost movie. My that, guess uh, is the other side of the door probably contains some sort of room and or domicile. Well, oddly enough, you're inside when the other side of the door is uh, or haunted. the Okay, then the outside. The outside is. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, this is the new movie that has uh, uh, Jeremy Sisto and uh, Sarah, Sarah Wayne Callis in it, uh, who was Laurie on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's, I'll just read the IMDb logline here. Uh, After a young son is killed in a tragic accident, a woman learns of a ritual which will bring him back to say goodbye. But when she disobeys a sacred warning, and guess what opens the door? Oh, I saw the fucking trailer for this thing. She upsets the balance between life and death. I saw the trailer for this. It looked it looked interesting, but probably would be a letdown. Would I be correct in my assumption? It is it is interesting. It still is interesting, but it ultimately does not pack that much of a punch. Right? Okay. So uh, what what's uh, kind of intriguing about it uh, is that it's set uh, in Mumbai, India. So uh-huh. this white family lives there. Um, they started raising their family there. They're and- just trying to gentrify India, right? Well, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> bringing yeah. in the white and people again. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting, though, is like it plays a lot like some of the uh, like J horror remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in India, which is just it's interesting just because it's a completely different location and kind of different understandings of afterlife that they're invoking. Okay. Um, it, it, look, it's pretty effective at being a haunted house flick. It's. You know, P- well, it is fucking R, actually. Uh, it feels PG-13, which is maybe to its detriment, although now that I think about it, it does have some blood in it. Uh, hmm. It's a little bit of gore. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked it, but this is my bag, you know. Uh, it's not as good as The Boy, if you're looking for uh, something to compare it to recently. Yeah. Uh, but it is a vast improvement over uh, The Forest, right? Okay. Um which uh, was a total letdown, I feel like. Uh, this one, I think, is uh, maybe worth your time on Netflix, maybe, uh, especially if there's some chilling involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's all right. So I saw the other side of the door. It's passable horror flick. Uh, didn't hate it. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, that is uh, quite literally it. I've been very busy, uh, but I did manage to squeeze in four movies. So. I <laughs> I would have seen a hell of a lot more, but uh, we had to, we were doing a, a, a season two of Agent Carter on HMP this week. Episode is live now here at moviepodcast.com. And what'd you think? Uh, I loved it. Absolutely yeah, loved it's it. Great, right? Uh, it is so good. Um, the, the reports are saying that there's going to be a, there's a possible f- a season three, even despite the ratings being as low as they were, uh, which excites me because and and here's. And and I make a point during the show, and and uh, and being you know one of those guys, you'll back me up on this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people complained about how there aren't shows and there there aren't like enough vehicles and stuff for women. It's just there's mostly shows about dudes, predominantly white dudes, and that's just the fucking show that you have. This is a show that has women who are strong. I mean, they're beautiful, strong women, and uh, you know the guys they aren't like you know second class citizens in it or anything, but they they help along the process and everything. Uh, but the ladies run the fucking show here. Oh yeah, and they're the they, bad guys. They're the good guys. Yeah. it's yeah, very much. I so. mean, and we have like a really well developed bad guy in season two, which I which I thoroughly thoroughly fucking enjoyed. I thought, man, because like they short shrift bad guys and stuff all the time. Oh yeah, well the the companion series. I mean, arguably this is the companion series to Agents of Shield, <laughs> but I prefer to think of it as the inverse, where Agents of Shield is the companion series to Peggy Carter's uh, show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right, like Agents of Shield does that all the time. I feel like where they just kind of give the bad guy short shrift, right. and it's it just kind of culminates. And I still really like that show. It's gotten much better over the last couple of seasons than you know the first season, which was not so great, kind of rocky. Um, but I feel like Agent Carter's just been. 
damn good both seasons. Uh, better this season, but still like really good the first season. Yeah, so I watched. I gets the third. Yeah, I watched. I watched like ten episodes in like two days, so I, I smashed it all in there super quick. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, I had a, I had a blast doing it, and because uh, I really liked the first season, it was one of those things where. I uh, just caught up with so many other crap uh, at the time, and I was just like, didn't make time for it. And then when I sat down and just really, you know, hammered it all out, I was like, man, this is just, just damn good. And it's a, it's a shame more people aren't watching it because it just, it is that fucking good. Well, from what I understand, it really picks up in the plus sevens. So the live viewership is not anything almost, uh, but then plus seven and then later streaming. So on Hulu and stuff, it picks up quite a lot. I'm no damn good at math, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Those things are always, at least they're starting to finally take that shit into consideration now and just going instead of going like, hey, the five people that fucking have Nielsen boxes said no. Right. Kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah the, five, the five people in that city that have Nielsen boxes who are also, by the way, probably making at least $200,000 a year. Yeah. Because that's who gets Nielsen boxes. The boxes, predominantly. Yeah. And Everybody then, gets that fucking mailer with the five dollars in it every once in a while. You want a five dollar bill? We got you a five dollar bill. Five dollar <laughs> bill. Yeah, you want a trip to cookout later? Because <laughs> we, we got, got one in the store for you, motherfucker. <laughs> we got it. Go get that cookout tray. <laughs> it's good stuff. Don't you need that big double with a side of corn dogs? Oh, don't we all? <laughs> don't we? So say we all. Uh, so yeah. So not other than that, but uh, strongly recommend uh, Agent Carter season two. Uh, and, and if you haven't seen season one, do yourself a favor. It's all good. It's all good, babies. Agreed. Uh, so this week uh, we didn't mention it at the top of the show because we're just we're all over the place. Because I'm watching four different things right now, trying to <laughs> coordinate everything all together. Uh, but this week we're going to be doing uh, Zootopia. We're going to be reviewing Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, and we're going to be reviewing uh, London uh, Has Fallen, which was the uh, follow up there to uh, what do you call it? The fucking Olympus, the white, has, Olympus fallen. has fallen. I keep there's so the, many <laughs> the poor man's White House down, as I like to call it. <laughs> No, no doubt. All right. So uh, before we get into that, though, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna play a quick little promo here. Uh, friends of the show uh, outside the cinema have uh, you know they're they're doing a special live show. They do there's now this live stuff streaming shit for us is fairly new, uh, so we don't do a lot of that here. Well, hopefully, maybe we'll uh, in the future if this proves successful, we'll do a little bit more of that. Uh, but uh, those guys over there at OTC do it all the fucking time, and they got a special show coming up uh, not too awful long here that is a music show, and uh, we're gonna play a little promo here for you to uh, learn learn you a little bit more about it all right here you go hey what's up everybody this is bill by force outside the cinema if you've never experienced one of our special music shows there's no better time than now on saturday night march 26th at 8 p.m the whole gang is back together again for the first time in over 12 months bill chris melissa and emily all in the studio to reveal their top 10 favorite dance songs Want a better idea what you're in for? Why not listen to some clips? Trust me, man, the thing is one of my all-time favorites, too. In my all-time top ten. Yeah. All right. Yep. Here we go. We love Chad Kroger from Nickelback. I do love Chad Kroger from Nickelback. (laughs) I wouldn't put it in my all-time top ten. Me neither. The final 30 minutes of Outside (laughs) the Cinema will change your life forever. (laughs) I must have been thinking about Tia Carrera again. (laughs) Swing! I'm going to go to Vegas. You're going to get slammed. You guys even remember when you say this stuff? He told you he did this as a serious list. (laughs) I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But Reverend Scott, this is your number one song that gets you amped up. This song is so quiet and slow and you're so handsome. This is motherfucking Phil Collins. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. 
I find that fascinating wow. and extremely boring all at the same time. I don't know. Fine. That would have been intense. That would have been terrible. Who are you kidding? You said it. You guys ready? We're so ready. I'm guessing Fermel is some guy who hosts the sing-off, and Emily's is something weird like Tiny Tim. And Bill is probably some hardcore straight-edge singer whose name is Bill Fulkerson. Chris's is Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> So if any of that sounds even remotely interesting to you, join us Saturday, March 26th at 8 p.m. Broadcasting live at tv.outsidethecinema.com. Can't be there live? Feel free to download it from the feed later on at www.outsidethecinema.com. All right, so uh, yeah, definitely check out that show. Uh, these guys—they're—they're uh, they're good friends of mine. Nice people, good people. So uh, go and do that. And they uh, put on a good show too, man. I have not listened to any of the live music stuff, but I have listened to a few episodes. This will be good, and I, I think I'm gonna—I'm uh, gonna put in a little something-something there uh, uh, for some feedback and stuff because uh, I have some interesting uh, dance music type stuff that's all just. Um, Probably a lot to really, you know, not it won't really enforce a lot of the fact of no, I swear I'm straight kind of uh, stuff. So, you know, quality, quality products. <laughs> no one expects that. No one everybody just goes, we, we, we know, we know. All right. So let's get into our uh, first new release review. Here is the trailer for London Has Fallen. Hell of a presidential race, sir. Every day the same damn joke. What the hell they make you out of? Bourbon and poor choices. With security at unprecedented levels, this isn't just a gathering of the world's most powerful leaders. It is the most protected event on Earth. Welcome to London, Mr. President. What's wrong? Nothing. Bugs the hell out of me. Get down! An attack has decimated the British capital. Five of the world's leaders are now dead. Stay with me. We'll get you out of here. The American president is unaccounted for. To our friends in the West. Bakawe. Number six on the ten list. What do you want? Your president. That's not going to happen. Then every day from this moment forward will be on your head. We have to find Bakawe before he finds the president. We're going to kill him slowly and broadcast it live. Yeah, well, you should have brought more men. I will not be executed as propaganda. You don't let them take me. If it comes to it, I want you to kill me. That's an order. London is just the first stop. Just imagine every major city descending into chaos. Your president dies tonight. To those who threaten our freedom, America will rise up. All right, here we go. And make no mistake, we will find you. And we will destroy you. Mike, we're getting you out. Go, go, go! Rooftop, three o'clock! Brace right back. Oh, my God.
All right, that was a trailer for London Has Fallen, our uh, our first new release review of the week. Too much crap to be doing at one time. Two seconds, put things down, pull things. All right, IMDb plotline, as we know, IMDb always 110% correct in everything they say and or do. In London for the Prime Minister's funeral, Mike uh, Banning discovers the plot to assassinate all of the attending world leaders. Uh, this is directed by Babak Najafi? Nahafi? What do you think? Najafi sounds good. Sounds Bobak good Najafi. to me. Why not? Uh, we got, got we got Jerry Butler. We got Aaron Eckhart. We got uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Angela Bassett's in it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, where, where's she been for a while? But, uh, you know, I wish she was in it a little bit longer. Um, so this is the follow-up to Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, not based yes. upon the camera company, but upon the code name for the White House. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the first movie? It's terrible. Oh well, don't <laughs> don't sugarcoat it now. <laughs> it's uh, it's just not very good. I don't think. Um, you know, I know people will disagree with me, but uh, it's for an action movie, remarkably boring. I think mm-hmm. uh, nothing really plays well uh, in it. Um, I don't understand uh, Aaron Eckhart and Gerard Butler's uh, like chemistry because there's largely none there. Uh, and that's they're, how I feel about the. They're first dudes, one. bro. It, it was also uh, released just before White House Down, mm-hmm. uh, the Roland Emmerich film, with uh, C. Tates and Jamie Foxx. And uh, that movie, much better. Yeah, and no, I, I, I definitely. Now we have like <laughs> this sequel. I'm guessing because uh, like Gerard Butler needed to do something where he wasn't a CGI uh, gold god. <laughs> With this and this, well, I mean, hey, this movie did better than than the one he did last week. So, yes. Anyway, what about you? How do you feel about the first one? Um, well, I came across an interesting thing because my plan was on Friday to watch uh, Zootopia and then leave that, go to Whiskey Tango, uh-huh. and then go to this on Saturday uh, afternoon uh, after I had you know watched the Olympus the night before. Right. Um, I had like an hour and a half layover in the theater, <laughs> so I was just huh? like, "Fuck!" I can either go directly to White uh, London has fallen right now, or I can wait another an hour and a half around this movie theater and do absolutely nothing. And their bar's not open yet, uh, so I was like, uh, "We're gonna trade this out." So I didn't. I didn't watch the first one. Um, and honestly, after watching this one, I don't know that I would necessarily have needed to because this movie. Um, and it was funny because I was asking, my, I was talking to my dad, and I go. Uh, it is amazing how much action is in this movie and how egregiously boring the whole damn thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, I, and that's what you basically you know, had said about the first one, and this one is uh, it's the, it's the exact same thing again. Uh, you know, I guess instead of being stuck in, they were like kind of stuck in the White House before, yeah? Right, yeah. Yeah, literally it's the same plot as White House Town. Okay. Uh, and, and then this one is... You know, at least they're out in the world, I guess. Uh, I felt like this one was marginally better. Marginally okay. better. Um, if only because some of the action felt uh, like they were really trying to go for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was so much uh, like nonstop uh, action within certain sequences. Like it would just keep going and going as opposed to trying to pause for story breaks, which yeah. is really where these uh, kind of not very good action thrillers always get bogged down is when they try to do the story instead of the action. And they pretend like that's the thing that they can do and do well. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, no, no. But but I felt like this one was, uh, you know, at least a little better. 
Um, they at least knew what they were making, I feel like, this time. Uh, maybe that's a difference in uh, directorial staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, because the first one was Antoine Fuqua, who uh, I quite like. Um but uh, maybe didn't understand like the level of material he was actually playing around with in the first yeah. movie. Um, but I don't know. I mean, look, uh, I, as I said, I feel like this was, uh, well, Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart have to make something. Uh, that, <laughs> right? Because why not? Aaron Eckhart has not been in very much lately. Gerard Butler has been in a few things, all of which have been terrible. Um I can't say this is a vast improvement over that, but it, at least it's not Gods of Egypt. Yeah, but I mean, like of all those, like of his other movies and stuff recently, though, this is one of the few ones where he's like kind of he's he had to work for this role. You know, that yeah. Gods of Egypt is three fourths fucking CG. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. At least this, he had to like, you know you know be an action star guy. Aaron Eckhart's there for like fifteen minutes, and I swear to God, I think Morgan Freeman is only standing for like maybe two minutes in this entire movie. Most of mm-hmm. it, like, this is his Bruce Willie role, where he's just fucking, he's just like, look, man, if you want to stand up, you're going to have to give me a goddamn good reason to make me stand yeah. up, because I'm going to be sitting in most of this motherfucker, and so do right. what you do. Well, and, I mean, it's interesting that this is uh, only the third movie that he's made since Olympus has fallen in 2013, and one of those was How to Train Your Dragon 2. Mm-hmm. So, it's literally been Olympus has fallen, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Gods of Egypt, and then London has fallen. Hmm. Um which I think maybe says something awful about his, the trajectory of his career currently. I believe uh, the word is turlet. Um, but this one, <laughs> uh, I think, did pretty well this weekend. Uh, domestically, it opened up with like $21 million. I don't think that it's opened uh, internationally yet. Um, mm. but, it, but it had a very small budget of only $60 million. So if it even pulls in another $40 million internationally once it hits uh, streaming or iTunes or whatever, it'll make its money back good lord this is yeah this movie's gonna it's gonna get a fucking sequel yeah well i mean hopefully it's like uh moscow has fallen or something like ooh, or maybe they can uh they can combine some of the exoticism of the other side of the door and make it like mumbai has fallen i want it to be set in space look man that was basically lockout I want I want a bigger yeah. budget version of Lockout where we don't have to pay Chris, uh, uh, you know, uh, Carpenter money because we pretty much stole the plot of one of his movies. Well, why not? Let's steal a plot of a Carpenter movie. Fuck you, Carpenter. We're going to do this. <laughs> say, hey, you stole, interesting. you stole Rio Bravo for at least three of your <laughs> films, so I don't want to fucking hear shit from you, uh, Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So shut your mouth. Stole all that shit, that John Wayne shit. I, I, I don't know that we have too much more to say about this, because honestly, like I said, three-fourths of this movie is just dudes shooting other motherfuckers. You know, Aaron Eckhart is like, uh, he's like, Jerry Butler wants to get out. He wants to get out of the whole thing, so he's just like, look, I'm going to retire. We got a kid on the way here and everything, so that's all good. And, uh, you know, I'm out. But, well, of course, he's got, uh, you know, the president's got to go to his... one last job. Exactly. They right? pulled me Always back in. One, last job. <laughs> one more job. Pull him back in. Goes to London to do some security detail. And as you heard in the trailer there, hey, everything everything seems almost too good to be true. And then shit goes down. President gets kidnapped and all this shit. And then it's his job to get him back, get everybody to safety while all of these world leaders are getting all shot up and shit. And it's fucking boring. <laughs> I yeah, can't, I'm the, sitting there I going... that's the most agreeable just thing i yeah I, like i've never seen even two movies two movies that are like sequels the same people in them that have this much action and i 
I literally could not tell you what a good part of it was, like, or an interesting piece of the action. Yeah. No, it's uh, there's Wait, right. Like, even if you're watching something as monotonously violent as like Rambo two or something, right? Like, like, you know, that that, sorry for those Rambo first blood part two, get it right. right asshole. Right. At least in that one or in the third one, when like the guy shoots the missile directly onto the guy that's standing on the rock in the waterfall or whatever, at least you remember something in all of that monotonous, uh, bloodshed and violence and here it's just like well you know another 40 dudes got shot by gerard butler because he's fucking miracle man or something that's about it i mean like there's no real proper set pieces or stuff there's nothing that's super super memorable so it's kind of just like it's a it's a yawner man mm-hmm. i agree pass uh, it just pass on it guys uh, well unless your option is to go see gods of egypt and then go see london has fallen yeah i mean if you're just like look we got to see a jerry butler movie of some sort it's either going to be this <laughs> one are, yeah if you're jerry butler fan club uh chapter <laughs> has to go see one we have to do it we have to do it now damn it we're gonna do one or the other <laughs> so don't go see that uh so in this case then let's get to our second uh, new release review of the week here is a trailer for whiskey tango foxtrot are you okay man i gotta pee we're still five mics media asset must be dumping out no i'm just getting my pants on the network needs reporters on the ground in Afghanistan. And you folks are all the unmarried, childless personnel in this bureau. Kim, <laughs> are you going to be joining in? The travel or the crime? <laughs> How many people do you need? We shut up the cookie. She says, uh, welcome to Afghanistan. Listen to me now. This is where the foreign reporters live. And if you want me welcome to the fun house. God, it's so nice to have another woman in the house. In Afghanistan, you're a serious piece of ass. In New York, you're like six, seven. Here, you're nine, borderline ten. What are you here, like a 15? Hello, hello. Yeah. Huh. Miss Baker, this is an extreme environment. I've seen people with actual experience make bad decisions here. You should let me interview you. But I do not know you. How can we get to know each other? <laughs> Excellent. It's bananas here. I don't think I can do this. We are all here for a reason. So what's your reason? I just wanted out of my job. I wanted out of my mildly depressive boyfriend. What are we doing, Kim? Just wanted to blow everything up. That's the most American white lady story I've ever heard. Look, either we go big or we go home. I need a story. I need to get something on the air. It's too dangerous. Don't you think that would be great, that kind of exposure? Pretty good for you, too. Who <laughs> Rob Baker? Guess so. Last night, what happened? The usual cobble happened. Today, Kabul's first licensed female driver, Gulbahar Yousefi, hits the road in the front. Sucks. That sucks for women. 
All right, that was the trailer for Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, our second new release review of this week. Here is the IMDb plot line as the fucking screen goes black, you sons of whores. Uh, a journalist recruits, uh, recounts her wartime coverage in Afghanistan. Wow, super simplistic there, eh? Uh, starring Tina Fey, Margot Robbie, uh, Martin it's Freeman. The truth. Uh, hmm? It's just the truth. No, no, you're not wrong. Alfred Molina and a handful of others. Um, this and movie. And And who? Fucking Sheila Vaughn, I believe her last name is. V-A-N-D. Okay. Sheila Vaughn? She's of Persian descent. She was in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. She's fucking Oh, was that the girl? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't notice her speaking English. (laughs) I guess. Uh, uh, She's the one that says it's the most American white lady story she's ever heard. Okay, great. I mean, I I liked her in that movie. and uh, I mean, she didn't have a big role in this one, but she was was fine for what she did, I guess. Most people didn't have a big role in this one. That's true. For a good reason, I think. Even old Billy Bob Thornton didn't have a big role, but, uh, you know. Um, So... I I thought this was a decent movie overall. So, I mean, it's basically, as you heard in the trailer there, they're like, hey, we need a journalist to go over to uh, Kabul here in the kind of early 2000s, cover all the kind of, you know, happenings going there. If you, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, remember history, but uh, it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) You guys remember like six years ago. Were you paying attention all the six years ago? Uh, The answer is no, because uh, six years ago. We were just focused on hating things. No, nah, it's well, well, not. The more things have changed, the more things stay the same. I always say. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this could this could have taken place yesterday, and it would have been the same fucking thing. I think. Um, you know, so Tina Fey plays kind of like a mostly desk jockey, uh, kind of in the reporting game and everything, doing stories from there. Um, and yeah, she's writing a, a copy for them to read on the news, right? Yeah, so she more of a kind of a, I don't I, I wouldn't even say she was a producer per se, uh, just more of um, I don't know what the it's been a while she's since a, I've worked in. She's news. a writer, <laughs> yeah, right? Like more or less. She's just all the shit that like would come come down in the news wire. She would condense it down into something that they could read in like a fucking soundbite. Yeah, she's probably more AP-ish, uh, yeah, yeah than, than anything. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so she's kind of she's stuck in this uh, monotonous thing. You know, she's got a longtime boyfriend who's kind of a you know mopey kind of guy, a little noncommittal sort of thing. Uh, so no, going nowhere uh, fast in her forties and everything, right? And so. They say like, "Hey, who wants to go?" And then she goes, and it turns into you know a long string of stuff. And they're like, "And it's and it would be really good for her career because obviously you know we don't want to send you know the A listers over to, to this sort of thing. And uh, you know you can you can get out from behind the camera and actually get in front of the camera and do some reporting and uh, you know some proper you know journalism and whatnot. And uh, she doesn't. This kind of chronicles her uh, time there and uh, and eventually will come back to uh, America. Yes. Um, that's the whole movie. That's the movie. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> and uh, and and Margot Robbie's in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She is. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So she. You're pl- on. You're on camera. Keep in your pants. Yeah. I, well. You know. I, well, I don't have pants on right now. That's what the camera don't know. Adam is down to his skivvies here. Yeah. You hear well, that? You hear that? Facebook group. I'm not. Uh, you know. I'm not standing up. Not for use. Uh, well, you know, uh, we need a we need a virtual tip job. <laughs> there's not a photo. This so. much is true. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, look, this was um, this is a tough movie, I think, to market. Yes, uh, because it's not it's not really a comedy. It's not a straight drama war movie per se. Right. It's not necessarily a kind of hard hitting news gathering sort of deal either, or a relationship movie. It's kind of all of these things. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, right. It, it, I don't know. I think it does that very successfully. But uh, part of that, <laughs> part of it not, uh, not being marketable or, or really even uh, being able to tell people what the fuck it is has to do with the people behind it. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So uh, Robert Carlock wrote the screenplay. Um, he of course was a staff writer on 30 rock and unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's been with uh, Tina Fey forever s- sitcoms forever, uh, friends and Joey and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the directors, uh, Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, um, have kind of a history of making movies that no one quite knows what to do with <laughs> on the marketing end of things. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, these are the guys that wrote bad Santa. They wrote and directed. I love you. Philip Morris. Uh, they wrote, um, and I don't remember who directed, uh, they did also direct focus, right. Which also had terrible fucking marketing. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That movie was, that was a good movie, but the marketing was terrible for it. Yeah. And, and so I think these guys just have a knack for making what I think are pretty solid movies. Uh, and then like they get shit because, uh, nobody knows what to do in the marketing department. Like this isn't somebody blowing up London in 70 scenes. So I don't know how to cut a trailer or I don't know how to sell it. I think it does a fair job of selling what this movie is um, because it kind of smartly focuses that trailer around Tina Fey. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still not the best. Uh, That said, I really liked this movie a whole lot, actually. Um, I I don't know. I was engrossed in it. Uh, I like kind of the oddness of the tone shifts. Um, I like Tina Fey on screen, so I'm not going to write. I really yeah. liked Margot Robbie. She was great and fun. Um, I, I fucking Billy Bob Thornton had some great screen time. I felt like he's not in a lot, but he's great. And it was very Billy Bob Thornton in it. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I want. Sometimes. It yeah, is, exactly. And then right? that's why like, you that's bring that I motherfucker want, in I want, there. I want the accent. I want the fucking oddness. I want the slight vibe of him being some skeezy old dude. Yep. Like as as long as it hits those things, I'm okay with it. Two out of the three ain't bad. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's kind of my general feelings about it. We can get more specific as we talk. But what what did you think, Adam? I mean, I liked it overall. I mean, it's it's tough to give a recommendation to a lot of people. I think. Um, I think uh-huh. you, you definitely have to know what you're. If if you watch a trailer and the trailer intrigued you enough, do it. Uh, but if not, um, I, I you know if you're just like mm, I'm not really quite sure on that, just skip it because it won't be for you. Um, but, I don't know that that's true. I don't know. I I don't know. I just I get I I, I feel weird I think, about it. I think what you need to know going in is is that this is a solid straight up dramedy. That is a little funny. Mm-hmm. There are some zany things that happen in it just because uh, – largely situational, right? Because the situation itself is absurd. Right. Um, and it relies on character interaction, right? And then there's like this real kind of human drama beneath it, which also is exactly like I Love Philip Morris. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Adam, I, I the, didn't get around to it because it was one of those that was like – it was in and out so fast. Oh, yeah, right? It was it – was, in and in and out for sure, but uh, like that one um, has uh, Ewan McGregor and Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, the script like, was praised forever when the when it debuted. Everybody really liked it, and then it was just yeah. like gone. Right, exactly, and so um, uh, right, like that one. It was just like this 
con man meets his meets the love of his life in prison and it was fucking funny and also really touching um and had just some really nice character moments for the actors to deal with Mm -hmm. and and that's what i liked here i felt like like tina fey as the person who's anchoring this film uh finally got to step outside slightly not a whole lot but slightly outside of the tina fey in quotes persona Mm -hmm. right uh like the the snarky snl weekend update anchor or liz lemon uh she got to just kind of have a little more dramatic space and i feel like that's important um to note yeah but but you know i think as long as you're down with what the story is if you go in with an open mind knowing this is not this straight up comedy or this straight up drama um, and it actually has like a really effective uh, raid sequence in it, uh, honestly, um, that I thought was pretty amazingly well shot, uh, kind of an in, uh, a, a, a kind of bizarro world, zero dark 30 kind of thing where, uh, <laughs> where they go in to like capture this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to rescue Martin Freeman's character, uh, not to give too much away. Uh, that's not a huge plot point. Um, I don't know. I thought it was just a well-made movie uh, of the type that maybe we don't get enough of. It's the same as I felt about Focus, honestly. Like, it's a well-made movie that was mismarketed, um, and I have no fucking clue uh, how they would have marketed it better either. No, I mean, you're 100% correct on that. But, I mean, Focus was a lot more rompy and fun, I would say. But, I mean, it's a very different type of movie. It was a completely different vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's... You know, it's set in the kind of classy world of crime. This is, you know, war reportage. It's not like the 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 cream of the crop, even uh, because most of this is just people who are sent to Afghanistan uh, and then are slowly forgotten about. Yeah, because everybody changes their attention to uh, Iraq and wherever the fuck else. Eventually, um, I don't know. I I really liked it a whole lot. That's yeah. where I'll come down on it. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I had a decent time with it. wasn't blown away by it, but uh, yeah, I, I can recommend it fair enough to to people that you know. Yeah, if you if you if you seem interested in it, give it a shot. I think you I think you'll probably uh, probably dig on it. I'm gonna give it a hard recommend. Well, uh, like, go and see this thing. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, even if it seems like it's not your thing. Okay, fair enough. So. All right, so let me get it all queued up here again. This is so Ooh. much crap doing it one gonna time. Gonna zootope it, zootope it. Okay, all Zootopia right. I haven't, it. I haven't previewed this trailer yet, but hopefully it's one I remember seeing in the theater. And hopefully it's not just the sloth scene. I think it might be, but my god, it's freaking funny. Here's the trailer. I'm in Drew. This is Officer McQuarn. We got a 1031. I got dibs. Flash is the fastest guy in there. He can run the plate like that. Wait. They're all slots? What are you saying that because he's a sloth, he can't be fast? Flash, flash, 100 yard dash. Buddy, it's nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Hmm. Officer Judy Hap, CPD, how are you? I am doing fine. Well, what? Hang in there. Can I do? Well, I was hoping you could run a play- for you. Well, I was hoping you today. could today. 
Well, I was hoping you could run a plate for us. We are in a really big hurry. What's the plate? Two nine T number. Two nine T H D zero three. Two nine T H D zero three. H D zero three. D. Mm-hmm. Zero three. Zero. Three. Hey, Flash, want to hear a joke? No! Sure. Okay. What do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know. Pregnant. Priscilla. Oh, no! Yes? Flash? What do no. you call a three-humped camel uh, pregnant? Okay, great, we got it. Please jump. Ah. Hurry, we got to beat the rush hour in. It's night! That was a trailer for Zootopia. I love that so much. No, it's not. It's, very a, good. it's not a traditional trailer, but I found it funny. I found it funny the first time I saw the trailer in the theater. I found it hilarious when I watched it in the theater, and I laughed my butt off again. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it, it is really funny. It kind of diminished its impact in the film for me to have seen it play out but it is a solid selling point fair enough um so now if you didn't put it together by the trailer (laughs) in a city of anthropomorphic animals 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 a fugitive con artist and a rookie bunny cop must work together to uncover a conspiracy oh that old story uh this is starring uh jennifer goodwin jason bait yeah jason bateman idris elba jenny slate and a boatload of others i mean just this thing is just chock full of people jk simmons alan uh, Shakira, Shakira, motherfucking Shakira, Maurice LaMarche, you know, the, sure. the kind of standards. Um, so this is a Disney movie opened up big time in America, man. What did this make, like 75? 75, number one. Woo! Man, this was the movie that took out Deadpool, kids. Put that on your map. Uh, what was it? What are we looking at here? PG-rated cartoon. Made well, that's true, too, but Deadpool has been out for a fucking month, so yeah, right. fair enough on that. But um, I got to say, uh, you know, Disney proper, not counting, you know, obviously Pixar and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, Disney Animation Studios. Um, I can do some good stuff, do some okay stuff, and uh, this was not necessarily one that I was kind of looking forward to. That trailer that, that I played right there was the thing that kind of sold me on it, to be honest. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is something I got to go see. And uh, I had a blast with this movie. And one of the things that I was not expecting uh, was this to be a kind of a a lesson movie uh, done in the best way that you possibly can. What do you mean? Um, This movie ain't just about aminals, Matt. This movie no. is about tolerance and uh-huh. about acceptance of people, about uh, going above and beyond your own personal boundaries. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, saying people, you know, that people say, hey, you can't do X, Y, and Z. And you saying, fuck that shit. I can do whatever I want to if I just put myself, you know, put my mind to it, apply right. myself, I can accomplish anything. And it didn't feel like a big preachy mess. It also, along those same lines, is about how. Uh, 
scared white animals try to come up with shit to make people scared of big super predator black animals. Mm-hmm. Now, now <laughs> that's there. It's no, fucking there. there's a there's a lot of I mean, like I said, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's a I mean, this movie's got a lot of but stuff it, going but on. But it doesn't. It's not a preachy movie. Exactly. Uh, as, it doesn't. As, uh, people would possibly describe it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's smacking you in the face, going, "Here is the message, asshole." You know, right. I mean, because a lot of the, like these types of movies can fall into that stuff, where it's just like you sit down and like you, you hear the little uh, full house music, and then that's when you sit down and you learn the lesson of the day. Uh, well, hey, look, uh, Full House is all right. When you start getting stuff like Crash, holy shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, that is a perfect, perfect, uh, you know, uh, movie to kind of compare this to. Crash is a movie about, you know, how horrible racism is, but it just screams at you the entire time, racism is bad. It's like, no fucking shit, asshole. Yeah. Uh, This movie is uh, fucking amazing, actually. Uh, uh, So here's where I kind of uh, come down on some of this is um, for the last little while now, I feel like Disney Animation Studios has been uh, making much better stuff than Pixar makes. Well, I mean... And, and I think it started all the way back at Tangled. Okay. I think it's been happening for a while. It was Tangled, then it was Wreck-It Ralph, then it was Frozen, which I don't have kids, so I can still say that's a good movie because I haven't watched it a million times. I love some Frozen, boy. I cried right? like a little bitch in that movie. <laughs> right? Um uh, Big Hero Six, mm-hmm. and great, and now Zootopia. That's five in a row. There's some good stuff, man. They've been they've been hitting it out of the park there, and like, I mean, it is surprising that you can that you can sit back and look and go, "Hey, man, we don't have to um, be beholden to Pixar to run our ship for us all the time." Right. We can sit back and we can have our cats to go in here, and yeah, John Lasseter's in on it, but well, nevertheless. Well, I think that's- I think that's part of it is that, uh, you know, for, for a while, nobody at Disney was putting any effort behind it. So I'm, I'm willing to give, uh, like Lassiter some credit here. Um, and that's why I think Disney animation over the past six or seven years has been so good. And, and arguably I think better than Pixar, uh, is because of John Lassiter's involvement, right? Mm-hmm. He is, he is someone who is, um, a diehard, Disney animation fan. He comes from such of that old school and everything and has yes. such a deep fucking just embedded into his soul uh, love and respect for what Disney does and animation in general that, that yes. it really shines through in everything that he does. So and, really and him I helming these things is fantastic. What, and I think that's what the credit uh, comes from of like this kind of rejuvenation period of, of Disney animation studios is – uh, once John Lasseter was kind of made animation production manager, basically for all of Disney after Pixar was uh, picked up, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, that helped immensely. Uh, and, and I do want to give credit to that. There is a reason that they're making better movies than Pixar, and it's because John Lasseter put the money and effort behind it. Uh, whereas, I don't know, for the years before Tangled, it was kind of just all half-assed. I mean, they had some stuff that I enjoyed right like i thought bolt was okay i i enjoyed uh, the hell out of some bolt and uh princess and the frog was all right Mm -hmm. um but you know nobody was really dumping a lot of cash or talent at it they all uh were just trying to figure out how to keep the ship afloat for a certain bit of time true um so anyway uh 
Yeah, Zootopia is uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, Jennifer Goodwin's performance. Jason Bateman, of course, sounds uh, like exactly like Jason Bateman. <laughs> he's but, Jason but Bateman, but, but he's the best Jason Bateman that they're ever Jason Bateman. Yeah, but it but it works exactly how it should, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to being uh, some other voice that you would hear uh, in any other cartoon, where like there's a reason they cast Jason Bateman here, mm-hmm. right? It's because they want that tone. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that all the cast uh, did a fantastic job uh, voice acting wise. I all I had no fucking clue it was Alan Tudyk doing that uh, weasel um, <laughs> uh, because I mean, he does a lot of voice work, uh, like serious voice work, not just Alan Tudyk's voice. Um, I, I picked up that it was Shakira. Right off the bat. Oh, if you don't, if you can't hear that right off the bat, I love her so much. I ain't even a huge fan of Shakira, and I motherfucking knew that shit. Yeah, (laughs) I was just like, oh, look, it's Shakira as as a gazelle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oddly enough, named Gazelle. (laughs) (laughs) But but I I I just I also want to point out like this film looks gorgeous. There's so much going on, so fluid and rich and detailed, and all of the all of the characters. Uh, look like I don't like distinct creations in a way that you don't even see most of the time in animated films, particularly ones with large supporting casts like this one has. Um, and, and I don't know, it's a lot of thought that went into the look and design of this world. Well, yeah, and they, uh, they say the big thing, obviously, with animation, I know this from from a lot of kind of more classic kind of uh, animators mm-hmm. and stuff, um, is that, you know, you should be able to identify a character just by seeing its outline. And you can do that with every fucking person in this movie. Yeah, every so. Every character has... Even all of the, like, main bunny characters, right, who by their nature look... Uh, very similar. But yes, they all have such a very distinctive design to them to where you know exactly who's who and what's what. And uh, everything is just down to, to the letter here. And I, I love the different varying sizes of everything and the whole, uh, you know, kind of regular super predator versus, you know, kind of what's the, what's the opposite of that shit? Uh, poor, meek, white people. Me, me, meeker, little, little thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the, you know, it's the predators and the prey, right? Right. But, I mean, the, but, and the thing is, is that what the weird part about that also is, is that, you know, the predators are technically also the ones in power at this particular point in time as well. So, I mean, there's like, well, while some of that works, some of it's also a little bit different, and that's why I think, and I didn't read the whole piece because it was really jag-offy as his shit is very oft uh, want to be. Uh, so Devin Farachi's got a big quote unquote think piece on this fucking movie and how he doesn't like it. And so uh, he can fuck off. Um, but it's just because it's just like, oh, there's so many mixed metaphors and there's all this. I'm like, everything doesn't have to be a one to one fucking. I don't, uh, I don't understand what he's saying is a mixed metaphor as far as those predators being in power, though. I wasn't necessarily that per se. But, like I said, I, I skimmed it because it was just because it was the, too much the fucking whole thing horseshit. Is that uh, the predators are in power, uh, but also that uh the 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 quote unquote majority right mm-hmm. the, uh, of the population who are not predators um uh want to uh rule themselves and disavow the rest by making them seem like animals and thus uh like keep them in jail or put them down or whatever the ultimate end goal is there it doesn't matter who's actually in power once the movie starts right. it matters what the message of how power uh treats those who are the minority and how easily that can be manipulated uh, that's the message. All you gotta if do you're is give- looking for one to one shit, like maybe stop <laughs> watching movies. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's all a, always about the crack problem. epidemic. 
Yeah, but right, like that's always his fucking problem. Is uh, is like Devin Faraci, I feel like a lot of the time is is such a goddamn literalist. Um, like I, for somebody who's written about and watched uh, as many movies as he has uh, for as long as he has, uh, he seems to not understand what he's fucking talking about most of the time. Well, you know, when you're friends with people, it doesn't fucking matter, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I ain't gonna go much further than that. Can I say this? Yeah. I, I like this movie is like super fucking reference heavy, but without like smacking you in the face with it, which I love. Oh yeah, it's, it does some really clever references. Uh, I want to just draw and I don't want to like point any out because I want people to experience them themselves because they are, they're mostly organic, which is nice. It doesn't feel like slap you in the face uh, referencing, mm-hmm. um, which could have been very easy for them to do. But I do want to point out that uh, there is a character at one point who. Uh, directly references Frozen. Oh yeah, and it's pretty goddamn good. That was that was great. Uh, now one that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one, but it's probably one that most people may not even necessarily get, but I absolutely adore because it's a main character's name is Emmett Otterton, uh-huh. which I absolutely love. Emmett Otter's uh, Jug Band Christmas is one of my uh, Watch Debbie, it every year. heavy uh, Christmas rotation movies right there. Uh, really, really good. <laughs> so I was just yeah. like, oh, shit. Yes. And, and for Marty, who's maybe never heard of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, imagine uh, Jim Henson, because he did make it, yeah. uh, making the most Americana piece of bullshit you could figure out. It is, and it's lovely. It's great. <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, man, like every, like all the voice actors in this are, are great. Like you said, it, it looks gorgeous. It has a message, but doesn't feel like it's smashing you in the face home with this to where, uh, like, I, I gotta say it, it delivered on all fronts for me. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it, I think it's a home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney absolutely nailed it. It is hilarious too. Like, uh, inside, in, uh, instead of just being, uh, enjoyable it's just really amazingly funny uh and i gotta say uh, jennifer goodwin who i'm sure other people like i I don't really know a lot of her work per se mm -hmm. i mean i may have seen her in a couple things but i don't like i just it's not a name i particularly know right off the bat you know not a household name like so many of the other folks in in once upon a time right now yeah that's that's, her like that's her big deal and not like i ain't never seen an episode of that so i can't i can't say for nothing uh but she's straight on uh big love by the way that's where i know her from but she carries this thing so damn well for not being kind of the a-list star that you know we all kind of recognize in someone like jason bateman uh you know and stuff uh she really just hammers home this character uh that makes it sweet lovable but yet still tough and resilient to everything mm-hmm. and uh, i think she's to be very strongly commended for her job in this movie because i i think she really just knocked this out of the park yeah i think so too she uh did a great voice uh, job here it's great and when you can have people like don lake show up uh just to you know that guy's just great in everything he is maybe not everybody knows who he is but you know who he is <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah. well, there's a there's a lot of the a lot of those in this right and then there are some you just know right off the bat like oh yeah that's very much tommy chong oh yeah it's like yeah right? you know tommy chong from a you know a mile and a half that, away. that is very much jenny slate <laughs> like, like you just know she's so she's she's i, I love her and yeah. like and like in little things that you didn't know like you know like Kristen bell was uh you know priscilla like i didn't even know that shit and i was just like what right. oh yeah, yeah. Just, and when you think about it you're like oh well, well, that and, makes then, and then like it had been so long since that scene i was like who was priscilla like i couldn't remember that it was the other sloth right and so yeah. i was looking it up as, as i was watching the yeah. credits <laughs> 
Uh, you know, and you know, I got JK doing what JK does, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park as a big manly lion there and everything as mm-hmm. the mayor. And but like I said, it's just there's so many there's a lot of balls to juggle with this thing. And it's 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 a feat and I, I think I, I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure on what his true involvement is, but I think making sure that all of those, you know, all the stars and everything aligned as well as they did has to be John Laster doing some stuff here because there's the, he seems like the guy who would be able to rein this in and just go, here's what we really have to do. We have to make sure to hit all these beats here and everything and juggle the right stuff and uh, you know, for something that could end up you know, having a lot of loose ends or just feeling, you know, kind of wibbly in certain places, it uh, it nails it far better than I could have ever expected it to. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't want to like give uh, give the give the credit entirely to uh, probably like not, Tom but Lassner. but I just um, you know you got to have a ringling uh, you know person in there to just kind of get well, it all together but i mean what's what's been happening too like with the rejuvenation over there at disney is uh that a lot of the same talent is now working on uh like multiple things throughout the few years they're there right so mm-hmm. like the two two writers for this film uh phil johnson and jared bush uh between the both of them they worked on uh wreck it ralph and big hero six and uh, a handful of other things. You mean um, all those good movies? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so like, I feel like it's just a fostering of uh, creative talent in a way that Pixar, for a long time, was really well known for. And in its heyday, Disney was uh, very well known for. Oh, absolutely. They've just gotten back to doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, that is a credit to give uh, Laster. I think. No, I couldn't uh, couldn't agree more there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, two two uh, high recommends on that, and it's uh, it's one you can go and take the kids to go see. So uh, why not do that? Indeed. Uh, so that is it, everybody. Uh, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sirs? Well, you can uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. You can also uh, follow me on Tumblr, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. dot mm-hmm. and uh, pretty soon I will have a weekly newsletter. Uh, that I'll be sending out via email uh, that you can subscribe to. I'll send out details once I start launching that. Very well. And, of course, my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast at HeroMoviePodcast.com. This week we reviewed the entire second season of uh, Agent Carter. Next week we're going to be doing – there was a Power Pack uh, television show. They did a pilot. I watched it after you told me about it. It is – I watched about 15 seconds of that, and I'm just like, we have got to review this. This looks just absolutely... I'm I'm glad that that was not a show you invited me to be on, because uh, <laughs> it would have not been safe for work afterwards. Oh my gosh. It is... Uh, like, you watched the first 15 seconds. It's all up on YouTube, so I would suggest if, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about seeing that, go to go to look at it, because my gosh, it is just... It's 1991, but it looks all of, like, 1986. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it is... Uh, it's not good for anybody. So we'll be doing that and everything. And of course, uh, you know, so just follow us at uh, HearMoviePodcast.com. Well, Marty says he's got to go watch Party Pack. <laughs> or Power Pack. <laughs> yeah, you sad, sad man. <laughs> and you, you have children. You're going to start cursing in front of them, and it's just going to be all this. Daddy, what do all those magical words you're saying mean? And it's just it's <laughs> not going to be bad for anybody. 
Uh, so we got now two bigger uh, uh, movies uh, next week. Uh, well, one that we didn't know was coming out of anywhere, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, you know, the kind of, it wasn't initially shot as a Cloverfield movie, but we've kind of shoehorned it in there. So we're going to be doing uh, that and see where uh, Dan Trachtenberg's uh, directorial debut gets us. Uh, the Brothers Grimsby, another uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, joint uh, coming out there. And uh, we may or may not see The Young Messiah. I don't know if I want to put you through that. Uh, uh, I'm not seeing it. I, like, this is, <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen. Fair enough. Uh, so we, there's all that kind of stuff. But we got enough things. We do enough things on this damn show. So just shut up. I'll watch extra movies. He'll watch other stuff and we'll make the other segment longer. Why not? Uh, So that is it, everybody. So join us back here next week for all the new releases and more. Uh, That's it for Matt Smith. I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy. Oh, oh, take it easy. I muted myself before I... Holy shit. I'm looking. I'm looking at the live stream. all the way through the live show. Hmm. Oh, we're in. Anyway. So if you like the live show, uh, thefilmfind.com. So, all right. Peace, everybody. This is what's uh, good for the people. Another seven minutes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) this is what's good for the people that are watching the live show that they can see all the embarrassing things that Adam does uh, in front of a camera (laughs) while all the music is going on. And, uh, you know, just making a complete and utter fucking embarrassment out of myself. So, uh, you know, that's what happens. Uh, So, yeah, Uh, you know, we had like, you know, maybe not a ton of people, but, you know, like eight to ten viewers for uh, the majority of the time. We absolutely did not fucking tell people we were going to do. It was all right. 
I like how I, he just told I, me, hey, by the way, you have five minutes left in this broadcast of this video. I was like, wait a minute, who's telling who, motherfucker? I guess you can only go for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, well, that's what you get for starting before we uh, get ready. Well, I just it. thought, I'd, you know, uh, that's, the, that's the time to bring him in. Bring him in and uh, kind of give him a little bit of the, the, of the juice there. That sounded, <laughs> that sounded dirtier than it should have been, but nevertheless. Well, I think the key in the future may be uh, starting a little later. No. Because, uh, you know, 530 people just may just, maybe just getting home. Well, Marty's know. already half drunk and in the can right now, right, Marty? Well, I mean, it's like, what, after midnight over there, right? After midnight, Marty's going to listen to some shitty podcasts. <laughs> yes, yes, Marty, I will be doing lip sync battle. See, that's what that's what those that's what those glorious people get to see is my stupid fathead uh, fucking just uh, lip syncing the journey for everyone, because God knows I'm not going to open up the mic when I do that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but, well, uh, you should, and then just have fart noises happening. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be much different from what I normally do. Uh, but yeah, so seriously guys, thanks for hanging out and, uh, we'll probably do this again uh, sometime and, uh, maybe I'll get like a, a proper tripod where I can hold this up to where it's not, you know, just shooting right up my nostrils. I'll, half I'll the try to time. figure out how I can uh, do it on my end on Periscope so that you're not just looking at me waiting on Adam to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is much as yeah. Just like he's like, look at him. He's just looking at his fingernails, going, "This son of a bitch is gonna fucking f- end sometime, isn't he? Please, just, <laughs> just, just waiting. To, just waiting my turn to start yapping my gums." Oh, I forgot, Marty. We're on uh, fucking daylight savings or some bullshit over here, so that's why, or we're not on it. So you're not quite as ahead as I thought you were. We make things up here for farmers, and we don't have any farmers in this country anymore. How does that make any fucking right. sense? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're fucking stupid around here. I don't know. So it's only five hours difference right now is the point. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out and everything, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.